0: Welcome to the podcast, episode 10. Today we're going to do another Q&A session and general catch up. Thanks to everyone for sending in all the questions. Andy and I are very excited. I think we might have even eclipsed Leon. So thanks. Thanks to everyone for sending Andy and I questions. (laughs) And there's some good ones, some different ones today. So we're really looking forward to getting into them. Um, Andy is still in the UK Andy, you still alive there? Can, I hear the, the gyms are going to be opening soon
1: 25th but, wow. you know, it's just But I don't know how it's going to work out at the moment because it's one of those things where you have to be quite strict and regimented with your timing because I think there's going to be like booked time slots Oh yeah. Yeah. So It's whether you can even get a time slot in a day at like a small gym, say Yeah, true You know A small gym that's got a lot of members.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, if it's like a hardcore gym, most people train most days. So regulars are always going to get the nod. Yeah.
2: And I'm sure PT. time
1: slot. And then you've got to make sure you can get your. Yeah, and there's no reason you can't get your training done in an hour.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But I'm sure also PT will take top priority of course yeah
0: well your yeah, your, yeah. your home gym is looking quite epic it's better than most yeah gyms. the one
1: here that's all, <laughs> now, you know two home gyms i've got one here in the uk yeah. <laughs> i picked up that. you know you've seen on my stories i picked up that bench that has a preacher and a leg extension hamstring curl and a stand for 60 pounds 70 pounds like that I uh, went and picked it up, but I've got a little two. My car in the UK is a two-seater sports car, so <laughs> it's not ideal for picking things up. I thought I was hoping the weather was going to be good, so like put the roof down and stack it all up, but yeah. no, it was raining, so I had to stick oh, it in the boot. No. then I had to take it literally piece by piece apart and rebuild it here. But I've seen the same one being sold, and it's pretty much brand new. The guy's never used it, it's just been stacked up at his house. Uh, and that came with some and stuff but um the same one on ebay's 270 pounds oh, wow. wow. like save. even when i got there he goes people have been phoning him a lot and say offering him more money to sell to them and he was like well you know i'd said to you and i knew you are driving to him pick it up so <laughs> oh
2: that's you know, I good be, you know, yeah. i won't
1: be offended if you stick it straight on for sale and make a profit I've like, no, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's nice i've got 100 kgs of weights here I've got my lap pulled down, mm-hmm. oh, the cable pulled down station. Yeah. You know, so barbells, dumbbells, loads of dumbbells now because I've been picking them up. I've got cast iron plates. The only problem is I've got a lot of the uh, plastic covered concrete plates, which are fine for weight wise, but they're pretty big. So a 10 kg one with concrete like the same size uh, as <laughs> a 20, 25 kg metal plate. <laughs> yeah. Well, so at least
0: it looks not, impressive. Like,
1: yeah, well we take up a lot of space on the bar, so yeah. not very good for the dumbbells, but okay for yeah. the barbell and for the lat station. Um but I've got some cast iron plates now as well, so I've got thirty kg of cast iron plates, so Yeah, so here, yeah, I can do most stuff here. Um it's gonna be nice to have a gym just for some variation. Um, I miss my Kenyan home gym because that's you know, we have to be as good as um you know, yeah, me and my staff are as good as any commercial gym. Absolutely, well, specific to me. So, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't foresee myself training in too many commercial places when back in Kenya, but maybe in the UK.
0: Yeah, no, well, exactly. When you've got all that there, um, but I guess it's quite fun to to go to some gyms that have got cool machines yeah, that you don't yeah, normally get the chance to use.
1: And I suppose that's the thing, it'd be the same for you guys who build the container gym. Yeah. i ask you about it in a minute. It's the fact that it's nice to have a choice. If you don't want to go anywhere, you just yeah, train true. at home. And if yeah. you fancy a change of scenery, you can go somewhere. Yeah. But I do think it's going to be very different now post COVID. The gym environment. Yeah, very you people know, have to train with masks on. Yeah. Oh, I would. So, um, yeah. so, you know, you get your temperatures
2: checked and everything's you know yeah but i know. Uh, i think i'm 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 easy training dorian yet style i can stay in the dungeon alone and yeah for yeah uh, well,
1: me too. if anyone yeah. wants to come yeah. train yeah. with me that's COVID. fine yeah you guys have been trying quite hard at home yeah and, uh, just yeah, the two of us <laughs> listen, I haven't missed the gym in fact that i love training and i think that's the number one thing yeah 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 but i love the gym i don't go there for to chat to people or no you know, i'm pretty much a weird recluse you know yeah. i'm happy uh, on the farm you know, see people when i want to see people but i'm okay not seeing people yeah i yeah. think <laughs> uh,
2: that's where in a way social media has helped you you don't need to get to the gym to sort of advertise or market or be seen you know guys guys can see on your page okay he's doing this is you can still interact you don't you just don't need uh, close contacts too much talking in between sets and yeah
1: so are you guys now you've closed the studio
0: yeah, so we've we've not really announced it, but we might as well. <laughs> yeah, well, we I'm have bad, <laughs> No, 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 it's it's fine. Yeah, we we've closed our previous studio and we are building a little container gym here at home. Simon from Pain and Gain Supplements is helping us. We're getting some amazing equipment from him.
2: And the the guy who made your tea barrows also? Yeah. Yeah.
1: He's
2: making other stuff. Yeah.
0: Um, Iron, Iron Maid. Iron made, yeah. So, yeah. we yeah. b- between uh, Naivasha and us, we're <laughs> going to have some really cool little gyms. And uh, I mean, Leon and I, are, um, as people have probably seen from our social media, we're moving more to online training. So we're gonna That's... we're gonna be hybrids. We'll do some face to face clients, but the majority are online. And yeah, for us, you know having a gym at home makes sense we don't need you know like we were just saying we don't need that kind of gym environment to be yeah. you know to get a good workout with
2: yeah
0: so. <laughs> we're happy so, to be been
1: working yeah. with my coach on the supercharged Fit- yeah yeah, yeah. it's amazing yeah. The mentoring stuff so how's that going yeah a
2: it's, re- real game changer to it, be honest it,
1: it really
0: has helped us so much i mean for anybody yeah. highly re- recommend getting a mentor don't reinvent the wheel yourself a mentor it, it, in anything
2: it just cuts your time in way more than half and then we've met quite nice very good coaches from the uk so good networking
1: groups
2: yes yeah so you can network and just so, Who's
0: in your group? Well, no, we don't really wow, have
2: groups yeah. like that. It's oh, the just, Facebook group.
1: just a Facebook group. Yeah, yeah. just
2: everyone is. Yeah, part there's of some the good
1: group. guys in there. Um, I know a lot of the guys who like a lot of them are hybrids. Yeah, so he yeah. do his um comp prep coaching. Yeah, like, yeah. some um, the guys do fit pro stuff. But you know, and for anyone listening, feel free to go back to that episode that Ollie was on. Yeah. And there's a lot of information given in that as well for the initial part, and then know, and probably you know, good to reach out to you people like you guys because that's the future of of training, I think. Because especially now gyms are changing, I think there isn't going to be face to face personal training. people less people want to see people face to face of training. Yeah. I think people are getting into personal training now. You almost need to have a spell of working the gym floor. Yes. Yeah,
0: yes. True. Absolutely.
2: That's, that's like a foundation.
1: You, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think then you've got to look at moving to the, um, online because so I think, especially what, you know, if, if you want to get serious athlete clients, they don't need you to hold their hand in the gym setting.
2: No. Nope. So
1: what they need is someone to keep them accountable. Yeah. To give them some extra tools. You know, maybe change some outlook some few things and I think yeah you know, no better way of doing it yeah you know, online and you know,
2: regular yeah because in the past what one two months we've been able to just reinvent our systems and just change so much I think even the clients noticed and it just works very it's fluid it's just it it, it just makes yeah. it's less stressful yeah, very... Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's... I mean, being a hybrid is nice. It's still good to see people face-to-face.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and, uh, yeah, definitely, like you said, Andy, I think when you start out, you do need... You have to work with real people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think going straight to online would not be...
2: Rec- I you wouldn't recommend that. Maybe might be skipping a, an important step.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: Yeah, I think that also, if you do have clients local to you occasionally it is nice to meet up with them yeah. and to do things in person to make sure that things like form are good yeah, yeah it's all nice getting a video of someone lifting but if you yeah. can just even once a quarter get into a bit of a, a face-to-face that's why it's good that you get in a container gym because yeah. you know you'll able to get people to pop by and, and show and you know things like if you're doing comp prepping you know a bit of posing practice or something you know it's yeah. good because one thing with comp prep, it's one thing to look at a photo with maybe it's good lighting or whatever, but it's yeah, different when you're face to
0: face. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I think it's, it's, it really is the best of both worlds. And yeah, definitely go and listen to that episode with Ollie and Morag if you are a personal trainer and thinking about yeah, maybe making the move uh, think... into the online space
2: think there was also a question about yeah there is a question uh, well
0: let, let's this, answer this yeah. question <laughs> first <laughs> so uh, we were asked would you mind being a mentor of a trainer or fitness enthusiast um, I mean that that would be the dream to to be at, uh, a mentor for personal trainers here um, but I, I feel we're not there yet
1: we,
2: yeah, we're,
1: still, <laughs> we're still learning so we
2: much you have a lot to learn before <laughs>
1: you say that, I think to a certain degree, that's the purpose of the, the podcast to a certain extent as yes, well. Yes, true. Yeah. Is to, a little bit of information we can give people at the moment, we give on here. Long-term, that may mutate for, yeah, you know, especially you guys, and be like like a proper mentor, like the way Ollie's doing it now. Yeah. It doesn't come overnight. But I think everyone with a bit more experience has the opportunity to... Assist and mentor mm-hmm. people along yeah. the way yeah. with what you can. It doesn't, you know, as long as you're not giving, you know, false myth yes, information, yeah. it's like, you know, it's all good. I think, you know, something I'm looking to do once gyms reopen in Kenya is to take on about three people free of charge just to train them up for 12 weeks. Yeah. Just to bring them up a bit more, you know, because, yeah, I'm never looking to bring on new clients, but I'm, I'm interested in people who maybe can't afford to pay for coaches mm-hmm. and just to get something back, you know, yeah. just do a 12 week program, teach them some stuff that they can take away. You yeah. Know? And yeah. Yeah. So I'll be advertising that at some point just to, you know, to see if I can help people with coming out post COVID, you know? I yeah. think that's
0: great. Well, anyone who's listening to this, get in there first. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it really would be a wonderful place to get to, to mentor and even, yeah. I don't know, even, you know, be able to qualify personal trainers here because I know most courses are online. Yeah. To have a qualifying, certifying body here, where, we, where which we can be involved in or start, that would be, you a, that would be very cool. We have a lot of
2: young guys coming up and they always ask questions and I think they're, they're more open-minded and would, would really make good coaches later on with just the right guidance.
1: I think there's an important element in Kenya you're missing. And it is the uh, proper PT courses and, and gym worker courses like the YMCA level two and level three, like what I did or similar, where you are on the gym floor doing it rather mm-hmm. than doing it online. Yeah, because yeah. online's great for basic for basic knowledge, but with the YMCA courses, which are like, you know, were the industry standard is you're getting assessed while training right. someone on yeah. a gym floor you know that is the assessment um and you can't you know and it's an exam sort of conditional someone sort of follows you around the gym as you do a program and there's a written element unlike when you do online where you've got all the time in the world to do say the, what's the issa or whatever yeah. all the time in the world you can do it over months blah 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 easy
0: yeah yeah it's i i agree yeah. I had the because mine was in person and you know you can be your program can look amazing on paper but you could be really bad at in-person training or or you know because you have a program but I must say like following a program with a client 100% never happens cuz there's always something that's changed they're tired they didn't sleep well they the they you know they, they had a knee pain <laughs> or they twisted their ankles coming down your steps you always have to change it you know so you you know like we've said before yes you need that certification definitely you need it but then experience working with real people
2: yeah so
1: is crucial
2: you can do both <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, no, that's yeah. the thing. I think yeah. you know, you, it should be both elements. Yeah. I think yeah. some people have all the knowledge in the world, but it doesn't mean they can teach. Being able to impart that knowledge to, in a way that people understand mm. is a real skill. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's missing in Kenya because you can read everything you want. You can listen to this podcast. You can read up every study. You could. You know, and be really like someone who loves learning, but it doesn't mean you can then teach it to someone.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And get results. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So question number two, does metabolic age matter when it comes to bodybuilding? Um, and I am reading that, you know, you go on those machines yeah, and they sure give you a metabolic age. Do you know those? They? I'm, sure, yeah. I'm sure this is Look.
2: from uh, one of those gym machines. They're expensive yeah. machines to make bullshit, you feel like they're
1: there's, worth it. There is some science behind it. It's, you know, it's all about your metabolic rate as per your age group.
2: Yeah, but And, then,
1: you know, and there is a genetic component to some people have great genetics and metabolism. But there's a flip side to that. You could be someone who's got a really quick metabolism, which is great for getting lean for a show. But then the converse to that is you may struggle to gain size during a off-season. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, there's a balance there. Some people find it really easy to get big. Yeah. Right, in an off-season, put on loads of muscle, but when they come to dieting down, they hit the show not in dry, crisp condition because it's hard for them. So in that sense, you know, genetics around metabolism and metabolic rate is converse to each other. It depends what your goals are. But this whole metabolic age thing is, uh, you know, someone's prescribed these, what your metabolic average metabolic rate is for yeah. a certain age group. And again, it is an average. And that is someone's idea of what the average should be it's not necessarily hard science and everyone's different and every you know there's so many things hormone relationships in people's bodies that affect metabolism and how we digest the thing is it's not even that it's how we digest food there's so many other variables way more important than metabolic age yeah There's guy's bodybuilding in the 50s that are shredded yeah, like, yeah. you know, you know so I'm you've got bad. dexter jackson who's a genetic anomaly but there's other guys I've seen at local shows uh, yeah, yeah, doing the 50 plus category that are in a f- phenomenal shape.
2: Yeah, because I remember yeah. the two bros, there was a 62 year old guy who looked amazing. And I-, I can only imagine what the machine will tell him his metabolic yeah, age.
0: Yeah, I think <laughs> it's, it's... Metabolic <laughs> age of 30. That is yeah. 30. I think metabolic age is not useful at all. Especially
2: yeah. in bodybuilding. Those
1: right? machines are bullshit anyway, aren't they? Yeah, 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 so... Yeah. <laughs> In impediment machines which has so many variability to them and everything else yeah they don't work. if you are using an electrical current to see your fat percentage know this it's wrong yeah well, the scales, it's pointless yeah yeah we were, we
0: were the, trying to find somewhere where you can do it here but i don't think any of the hospitals have DEXA
1: scans
2: yeah No. no. And I, even if
1: it didn't do did the, the, did the old water dunking test, yeah. the old not point three percent or whatever.
2: But I did um, I did during the prep. I still have my results. Did like a like a test, with the with the one that was at FitRev. Okay. And the leaner I got, the machine told me my percentage yeah. is going higher. So yeah. when I started prep. It said I was at like 11%, which I was like, okay, whatever, you know, baseline, it's just a machine. But by the time I finished prep, I was at 15 point something.
1: And that's because of water content. You're holding a lot less water. And the way these machines work is, and the way electricity works is it passes Mm -hmm. nicely through hydrated water cells. Yep. (laughs) As you lose body fat, you carry less water, which makes it suddenly harder for the electricity to channel Dude, through the yeah. body which makes it seem like fat um,
2: yeah.
1: so they, they don't work yeah. and, anyone, and I know people, I've seen posts on Instagram where the same people constantly go on about their body fat percentage trust me, we don't work uh, get a mirror that best as you can get <laughs> in Kenya and even then you need to use the same, you need a few people doing it on you they all need to be doing it in the same sites, the same formula the same, same time of day same measurements and then you take the average across say seven caliper tests or eight caliper tests or something yeah, yeah. take the average
0: well i think the thing is so many people like this like i need to know my body fat percentage i need to know my metabolic age and honestly just stick to the basics you know stick to a good program progressive overload good yeah. nutrition and that's all that will really matter when it comes to bodybuilding
2: yeah and the mirror you know,
0: that's it?
1: You on that Mm. It is just an ego, big dick swinging contest. (laughs) People want to say they've got a below ten percent body fat.
2: Yeah, the fact is, it doesn't matter. It
1: really doesn't matter because actually, low body fats aren't healthy. Nope. They are okay if you're a bodybuilder because that's what you want. Yeah. But then you ask most bodybuilders, they don't know what we've got. We might do a DEXA scan just for shits and giggles. Yeah. The fact is, every few years, a (laughs) bodybuilder can be anywhere between five and ten percent yeah because they just don't know yeah you know yeah i so agree some people have a bit more body fat but look decent so yeah it's know. just
2: yeah. how you yes, look and don't look decent yeah, yeah during show day pretty much yeah.
0: Yeah. so don't worry about your metabolic age basically <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah. question three this is for you gentlemen how long does it take for the trace of winstrol to disappear from the body <laughs> after a cycle <laughs>
2: Us? What do you mean for us, gentlemen?
1: Well, I don't know <laughs> well, the answer. <laughs> women, women shouldn't probably use windstroll anyway. And yeah. The men probably shouldn't, and I'll get onto that in a second. So I was, I've was i actually answered this question to this person. Anywhere between three and six weeks. So, and here's the problem with that. It takes a while. It's got a long half-life. Yeah. Out, it's up to six weeks, right? Now, this is from a Kenyan. And from what I've been told, there's a lot of Kenyans like using Winstroll.
2: I think problem, most that I've heard is just Winstrel, Winstrel, and I don't know. available,
1: I suppose. I, yeah, I wonder really where they get it, it from. Drug. Yeah. And the problem with Winstrol is its only really use in bodybuilding is three weeks pre contest.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Right? Because it's actually a diuretic. Uh, Steroid. it's used for sw- swelling management or something weird like that mm. like um they use it with people with big tumors and things yeah. to reduce the size of a tumor mm. now so it's got a diuretic effect so that's great for pre-contest but in kenya where you know you could get drugs tested it's got six weeks to get <laughs> it out of your system it's useless. It's a useless drug because you get found with it in your system. Yeah, and if yeah, you're in Kenya and you are competing <laughs> on a Kenyan stage, don't take drugs. Let's make the playing field even. If you want to use steroids and go to the next level in bodybuilding and you're a Kenyan, compete abroad. So, you know, just keep it simple. Unless yeah. they change federations in Kenya. Yeah. And now, sorry. Please,
2: yeah. No, no, I was just going to say, and guys need to. Seek better advice before using yes. stuff that the next guy is using. And you end up one whole gym using the same stuff and none of you know what you're doing.
1: But is that and because And let it's... me explain the problems with Rinstrol. Yeah. So people need to understand, testosterone is made from cholesterol right, in the body. Mm-hmm. Now, the way a lot of these drugs work is at the same time they increase cholesterol levels. That is not a good thing in your body. Also, the effects of so um, injectable steroids bind to the androgen receptors in the body. Um, what do you call it? Uh, ingested ones, or maybe, orals don't. Yeah, orals. Maybe there's a different pathway. You know, it's some sort of non uh, non androgen receptor binding pathway. I'm not one hundred percent sure how it works, but it's. But it goes; it affects your liver a lot more. So the damage to your liver, whilst the liver is a robust organ, the damage to it, if you're not looking after every aspect of your body, can have a serious negative impact. And then, you know, blood pressure increases, renal failure. Yeah. So your heart. Ask yourself, you know, <laughs> these guys taking it in Kenya? I guarantee you haven't done blood tests. Mm-hmm. Are taking blood pressure. Uh, checks, you know, aren't taking blood pressure medication if their blood pressure is high. They aren't bloodletting when their hemocratic levels get high. They've got an increase in cholesterol, which means they're more prone to heart attacks and strokes. Now you got all this, and this is, you know, wind stroll is one of the worst drugs for side effects for what is a very limited usage. It's not going to get you strong, it's not going to get you big gains. There's no point using it in an off season. The only use of Winstrol is three weeks pre contest. To keep muscle mass as you drop calories and lose water. And the main effect is to give a bit more dryness to your physique. Yeah. But if you don't have your training at 100%, your nutrition at 100%, your health markers at 100%, you're not doing your blood tests, pre cycle, post cycle, you've got bigger things to worry about than taking Winstrol. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay?
0: Yeah. I mean, is Winstrol? the drug of
1: choice because it's easier to get I, hold of I,
2: yeah but I think
1: I, it's cheaper yeah, it might be available because it's a cancer med essentially yeah
2: it would be a good survey to take because i think it's it sounds like guys just go and ask so what do you have it's like i have this okay it's there's no because yeah. everyone seems to use it i don't well in <laughs> kenya i don't know why Guys, like you said, there's no plan. There seems to be no PCT plan. There seems to be, it's just used because you know uh, it it's easy. John Doe is using and he said it's yeah. easy to get. Yeah. So. There's... But here's
1: the thing: we don't understand and we don't understand it. You know, when we see a pro using Winstrol, we feel, "Oh, that's great! I'll use Winstrol." The yeah. fact <laughs> is, it's in a um, in a pro's plan. It's a stack because they'll be using injectable testosterone or Trembolone or.
2: Yeah, all these other uh,
1: injectables. The reason they may may take an oral is because they don't compete at the androgen receptor site, so you can get a little bit more. And you know, going into a contest, you may want to reduce water, yeah, using injectable, which is then binding to the androgen receptor, so you're getting your most muscle building impact from that injectable. But oral is going to be used for a specific reason. And the reason you use yours is so it doesn't fight with the other one on the androgen receptor. And it doesn't increase your um, side effects as yeah. much. But the fact is, even then, Winstroll wouldn't be most people's drug of choice. Yeah.
2: No, I've, I've, well, uh, yeah. Anadrol or something
1: like that.
2: I've never had a Winstrol only cycle, ever.
1: Yeah, no. And, and people are crazy if they're doing all only cycles as a man.
2: Yeah. That, that's that you take a
1: lot of oral steroid and they've got a lot of negative health effects yeah
2: that's dangerous i'm sure like creatinine levels are just way over the roof
1: yeah
2: and the bad thing is if you're not doing any blood testing you you don't know so yeah before you even get to just winstrol, you know nutrition training research
1: to a certain extent this is why in kenya the federation and there's other reasons but have a zero
2: yeah
1: because people here don't have the education about using pets you know so there's not much available like education or the actual drug in kenya so therefore you know if you are wanting to take the next level compete abroad but also speak to someone who actually knows. Get a coach who's got a lot more experience with it. Because yeah. a lot of coaches will just copy what other coaches do mm-hmm. without ever knowing. You've got to find someone who's actually educated it. No.
0: Good. Okay, question number four. The importance of cheat days. I always end up bloated and with a bad stomach after a cheat mail. I'm thinking of doing away with them altogether. So I don't believe in cheat days. And if you practice flexible dieting, you can include the foods that you enjoy every day. Having cheat days like that, I think sets you up with a negative mindset with food. So you're probably consuming a lot of food um, and sort of food that you're, yeah, obviously you don't normally eat, which is why you get bloated and have a bad tummy. So I think doing away with them is a good idea and trying to incorporate a more sustainable uh, approach. approach where you include the foods that you in- enjoy you know every day I mean if you <laughs> okay if you're competing for a bodybuilding competition you know you might have to be a bit stricter but yeah. you know if you if you're a general a population client um and if you were my client, that's what I would I would do. So you you can learn how to include foods that you like every day so that you don't have this one cheat meal, which I don't like saying, you know, once a week or once a month, and you go totally overboard.
1: Yeah, I think cheat meals or cheat days even worse. Yeah. It should, yeah. You are, you, you, it's teaching poor relationships with food. For one, let's stop calling it a cheat. Yeah yeah um, if you do and you're regimented practicing uh, flexible dieting then it teaches you to have things in moderation anyway yeah because you're tracking macros yep. so you will have everything in moderation i think the issue now is people especially people hear about cheap meals and it sounds all exciting <laughs> and it sounds like i can you know go hard all week from, and then go crazy all weekend but Skip Hill um, used to what's it, skip loading and what's his name? Uh, believe, what's his name? Uh, Ronnie Coleman's coach back in the day. Yeah. He used to um, have them cheat on a Sunday, just see what you want on a Sunday, all across the Sunday. But he would have them in such a calorie deficit gym a week mm. that most people wouldn't be able to do that. So there is no real reason for it for the average person. There's no reason for it for even a bodybuilder. Now, interesting, if you ever ask Patrick Tour what he thinks about cheap meals, do you need or no? Because if you need extra calories, yeah, extra calories begin from these, you know, whole foods where you get some nutritional benefit. When you have a lot of fats, refined carbohydrates, with very little nutritional benefit, there is no benefit to your body. Yep. Your fat levels shoot up. Your digestion's going to be affected massively from all these extra, because people don't realise fat slows down bloating. digestion.
0: Yeah.
1: So if you're having a lot of like these sugary things, you know you are just going to really mess up your digestion. You get bloated, and the reason I get bloated is because yeah. their digestion is getting messed up. Yep. So what, you ask yourself, am I getting a benefit from this? If I eat in moderation, if I want, say. A little ice cream. Track it. Have a little bit of ice cream. Track it. Yeah. The only time I say to the people class line, you know, go crazy is when you have a birthday or Christmas, and Mm. I say don't worry about it. Enjoy your day. But doesn't also mean go mental (laughs) and find yourself waking up covered in chocolate bar wrappers (laughs) at two in the morning. Exactly. (laughs) The fact is, yeah, you've got to be sensible and, and think of your goals. And I also think. You look at things and what your goal is important. If you want to build muscle, you need prime digestion. Because you are what you eat, digest, and don't secrete. So you want to get maximum nutritional benefit out of your digestion. So yeah. why cheat? Yeah. Just have, have everything in moderation yeah
0: and you can I mean you can set up your deficit in so many different ways you can be you can have it lower in the week slightly higher on the weekends and then I would do exactly as Andy said just eat more of the same and um so you will be satisfied and you'll still be getting in all your micronutrients and macronutrients and if you are having sort of Little treat foods here and there in moderation, then I think your stomach will be fine, digestion good. Yeah, yeah. and a better I like relationship.
1: That. I had a date like the other day, and I had a burger and chips. But what I did during the day is I had some fruit, lots of protein, just because I knew that meal wasn't actually nutritionally that beneficial, but it was tracked. Yeah, yeah. and I lost, I still lost weight the following day because, <laughs> you know, I hit yeah. my protein markers and I balanced my carbs and fats out based around the burger and chips yeah so it's doable if you've got competition coming up just do what your coach says if you are just doing it to lose weight be flexible but as you said set your deficits making sure protein is still the key nutrient because it's muscle sparing yeah um and then yeah as i said yeah we do a lot with you know i've done a lot with ollie is a protein fast if i know i'm having a big meal that night, catching up with friends having a couple of drinks, what i do is i fast the morning and then at lunch have a massive amount of protein with some vegetables, so I know I'm getting my nutrients in, and then I know I'm going to get my fats and carbs from the dinner
0: Great Okay, question number five Can you build muscle uh, at higher body fat percentages, like over 25%? Mm,
2: yeah so, you yeah, uh, uh, building muscle, you need what progressive overload, you know, weight training, and your nutrition. So, I don't think the percentage matters as long as you're training, you're eating right, your you know, your exercises are going through the full range of motion, and progressive overload is adhered to whether you're 25, 30 eventually if you're following a good nutrition plan and training your fat levels will go down
0: yeah because i mean 25 is not that high like for a, yeah, like for a, a woman around 20 yeah. percent is totally normal i would say i'm probably around there now and i'm hopefully building muscle
2: yeah because look at say powerlifters they they yeah. need What's that like, yeah. the
1: powerlifters yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah they need that weight because of what they're pushing they're, their discipline, sport, or practice, or whatever you call it, requires them to be heavy. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that underneath the fat there's no muscle built. It's it's wow, there. They
1: just can't see it. Yeah. <laughs> well, the caveat to this is is more about health. Yeah. I think yeah. yeah. Yes, as long as you are progressively overloading, got intensity, and you're in a calorie surplus, you'll build muscle. The issue comes, again, from digestion. Yes. When you're, bit, uh, you're eating crap foods, your digestion will be down. Also, blood sugar levels. You know, so... Yeah, your cholesterol. If you are fat and unhealthy, so we're talking, you know, plus 30% body fat and your health markers are right down, yeah. then you need to change your health. Your life. Because you not be able to do build muscle if you've got high cortisol levels your body is not responding but you can still at 25 percent; it's not that high you can still build muscle what you just got to make sure is your health markers your insulin and things like that your blood sugar levels yeah everything's at a safe level
2: which also i think that's why because uh, we talk about health markers and you know doing your blood tests and guys assume it's only bodybuilders or sportsmen but even you, just general population, you need to know yeah. where your health is at. Like you, you can't just be walking, you know, day to day, assuming you're healthy or unhealthy for that matter. So, if you can't once
1: you can physical at yeah. doctors where you get your bloods done yeah. is a worthwhile thing for every Everybody. human adult.
2: Yeah. once yes. twice a year.
1: Yeah. Yeah. every six months is ideal yeah. if you're a yeah. general population person if you, you know, is ideal, if you can at least once a year but you know, the more often you can do it the better yeah, for mapping yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah okay, question number six is a fun one what's your take on BCAAs <laughs> oh, Andy you said you had a very strong opinion yeah, on this I, do, I think
1: <laughs> so, here's the thing BCAAs, there are only six of the amino acids we use to build build our muscle. And you gotta think about you know the essential amino acids are essential we get for food. The other ones are non-essential. Now also to make up the is it 12, 12 of the amino acids, they've got to take your muscle, then has to take things from elsewhere. And if you are someone who takes a lot of bcaa's you will be blocking off certain uh, amino acids that have very important roles in the body like tryptophan now there's a strong correlation between too much bcaa's and depression because when you take too many bcaa's and this is what's annoying me about when we start releasing like canned drinks, BCAAs. Yep. <laughs> People uh, don't realise that by having BCAAs all day, you are blocking your tryptophan production. Tryptophan's then used for creating serotonin, dopamine. Also, you know, helping with you know serotonin links to melatonin, which helps sleep. So there's actually a massive negative health correlation between having excessive BCAAs and mood and health and everything else. So stop. EAA's are essential. So that's okay. You know, if you're not if you don't think you're getting enough in your diet, then do it. And I you know, I think though we should all be making sure our base core diet is decent without supplementation. And every time we take even a multivitamin, there's a chance of pushing our vitamins and minerals out of whack. So if you can do things through food where everything's a bit more balanced, it's better. So BCAAs are, in my mind, a big no-no for most people because they're over-consumer.
0: Yeah, and they're, they're they, they expensive. Water. Yeah, they're really expensive. I mean, uh, when we started out, it was just like... Oh. It's the thing to take because you see everyone taking it. It's all over IG, you know. But IG babes are taking little sips between we, their their workouts. And yeah, ab- they're tasty. We abuse
2: it. It's like every time we feel water, it's like...
1: Put your BCAAs <laughs> in. Like, yeah, but... I don't do anything except for <laughs> negatives. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. They yeah. effect on the body. Yes, they do have some benefit if you're short on your branch chains. But if you've got a good diet, you won't be short on branch chains because they're not essential to the body. Process. No, they're yeah.
0: generally in. If you've got a good whey protein powder, you you you've was, got BCAAs in there anyway. So, yeah, save save your money.
2: Yeah, I was reading a research that was like um, they did it between different types of athletes. You know, the strength, endurance, sports people, and uh, research. I'll look for the link somewhere where I was reading when all this BCA stuff came out, and they said BCA seemed to be more, most beneficial to the endurance athletes because of just what they put their body through. But for strength yeah, athletes yeah. and with, and all this was nutrition being adhered to, it's only the endurance athlete who seemed to use up the, the rest was just a waste. So, yeah. <laughs> so that, I, I, I do
1: I think if you're also someone who suffers some Depression, mental yeah, health issues. Yeah, do pneumonia. not. Stay away from them
2: full stop. Yeah.
0: But I think it's scary, like you said, Andy, because these drinks are now everywhere. They're
2: everywhere. Blue drinks.
0: Everywhere. The BCAA drinks. And <laughs> there's just so there's yeah. such a lack of information out there on them because every fitness influencer is drinking them.
2: They're um, either BCAA or this weird electric. Well, Electrolyte ad- in quotes, <laughs> I'll put quotes, yeah so, Okay, well,
1: let's not get too carried away <laughs> with those i just saying, so If you need electrolytes, <laughs> get your water bottle Put a little bit of sea salt in there Put a little bit of honey in there And you'll be good to go Bob's your uncle and, Lemon, and you know, you're not, good And it's not blue <laughs>
2: And it's not blue,
0: okay <laughs> Right, question number seven okay since i'm doing home workouts and they aren't as intense as my gym workouts is it still advisable to continue with my supplements such as priatine and progain progainer am i saying that right um, like is that a yeah. that is like a mass gainer
2: yeah calories are oh. insane i think about maybe a, Twelve hundred scoops. Well, well creatine
0: is good to take anyway. I mean, it has yeah. has more benefits. Studies are coming out. It has more benefits, yeah. than just you know, for for strength uh, gains and, and everything. Health. Yeah, mental health. So definitely keep up with um, your creatine, and you know it, it'll go down to your your goals again. Um,
2: yeah, it's quite high. It's like six fifty calories per serving. Oh, yes, I think. So just if you have yeah. yeah, I know. Because if you have, I've never
1: needed like if I'm in the off season, I'm not a pro gainer. Yep. Because you get more benefit from eating whole meals because you get more nutrition. And the problem is with drinking your calories is that you don't. Your digestion's a little bit affected because you need mastication to increase salivary amylase. Amylase is used for breaking down carbohydrates. In the body, so you know, starches and starch is everything else. Now, when you drink a drink, there's no digestive process. It's pretty much pre-digested. It's good before you do training, maybe, but I don't think I would want 650 calories just before training unless I'm like looking yeah. to pull in a tri.
2: Because obviously, um, for them now, you're sitting more. Your need has changed, which means yeah. your calorie needs have changed.
0: Yeah, so you um, could yes. get. I think you could get away
1: eating less and, you'll and save-
0: more. Yeah, and you'll save money. And, and just from food. Right? Yeah, a lot of money. Yeah. Okay, you know,
1: so, well, now, creatine, I was thinking yeah. about this the other day. It's funny how, like, I, I started using creatine at 17, 16, 17, I don't know which one. But they used to be like horse tablets. They used to be massive. And they were I big. could never swallow <laughs> a tablet when I was younger. And I used to always chew, like, things like pa- uh, Panadol and things, like yeah. the headache. <laughs> because I, couldn't, I just couldn't swallow it. I, I used to make me gag every time. So, like, when I was growing up, my mum would put, like, tablets in with like a bit of jam and I'd eat them. But I had to learn with these, and they were the first tablets I ever swallowed. And I used to fill my mouth with them and drink water because you used to have to load it. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah,
1: yeah, time, yeah, Like You're taking four lots of tablets five times a day in the first week or something crazy. So I was having to learn to swallow tablets but now we realise you don't need, load yeah, you don't need but to load creatine yeah. at all. There's a lot more, it's the most studied supplement and the actual cognitive purposes of creatine means it's probably one of the more essential things for us to use. And we, you know, link to ATP as well. So, you know, there's the ATP side, but with brain function side alone makes it worth yeah, creating.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, creatine is good. Whey protein is just an, it's a supplement. Like the, it's yeah, a nice it, added extra. An, yeah. It's an extra pretty much
1: I don't drink whey anymore I've stopped drinking whey I add it to food so I'll add it to porridge or I'll add it to low fat rice pudding or I'll add it to a protein yogurt while I'm here in the UK Um, but because I want to digest my food yeah if If you're looking to gain muscle even lose body fat you you should be prioritizing digestion with everything you eat
2: yeah Yeah, for us it it works because we are just consuming a lot
1: so. No, but I
0: still put oats with the uh, with, oh, yeah. with we, my whey. Yeah, I, I, I rarely, rarely have whey just On with water. Own. I hate it. And I generally will feel bloated if I do that.
1: Yeah, the only time I do do it is if, say, again, goes back to that previous thing. Not you know, If I know I'm going to have, say, um, a high-calorie dinner yeah. and I really need something low-calorie, yeah, I will I'm have high a whey isolate <laughs> shake. Yeah. Just because... Yeah, you know, i need to make sure i've got enough protein in before i have some sort of burger and chips
0: milk yeah, yeah. okay good question number eight what do you think about kids fitness um mm. and we wanted to do a whole episode on this and i hope we still yeah. will because yeah. we think it's so important
2: it's 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 uh, should be a foundation for all kids well nowadays i know kids don't play outside as much but it 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 should be like it should be almost, uh, what do you say, like a lesson in school, I think, because PE yeah. just doesn't cut it anymore. Well, PE it do. I mean, we were just yeah. saying, like in
0: primary school, we did we did sports every single day. And then yeah. as soon as we hit 13, it was... Books. Twice a week. And
2: then you're just reading. It was,
0: it's so sad. And I think even like weightlifting for kids, a lot of people frown upon that, but... If you conduct it in a very safe environment, you know with a great coach, you're not lifting heavy weights, the concern uh, need to be deadlifting was 50 kilos, but just learning techniques and movement patterns is such a great thing.
2: Yeah, was any um I remember my <laughs> my mum telling me that because uh, I always wanted to grow tall. So she said if you start training with weights early because my uncle used to do it that I'll be short for the rest of my life, so I I was scared. She, like, and then I noticed most of my friends. Maybe, maybe it was that era, that time. But parents used that excuse to keep kids away from, like weight training. I
1: think that keeps you out of trouble. Yeah, I think
2: it's just <laughs> so parents weird. being parents. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: think you know it's one of those things where, like, you know, I'm a parent and. You know, I've been having this discussion and coming up with a training program for Kaya, especially in like now schools may not go back in Kenya till January. Yeah, yeah. Uh, A lot of kids are like at home, and we need—they're not doing extracurricular activities at school. We're not doing the clubs and things that we would be doing. So you got to think, okay, how am I gonna get kid training? Yeah, you know, and, and thing is, kids have generally lower. Concentration levels. So circuits are good for kids. Yeah, circuit yeah. training initially. Um, also, you know, find something we find fun. Also, just the little things like I, I, I've been playing a lot of TIG in the park with Kaya, yeah. just running around like headless fools. Yeah. But the fact is, is yeah, you know, it's it's also about teaching kids why we exercise. And there's, and I always say to Kaya, it's not about looking good. It's about being healthy now because when we get older. We want to go into our older age with healthy habits and being healthy. Yeah. You know, my dad. Yeah. And we have a discussion with Kaya because my dad's terminally ill. I said, Look, you know, we will go out for our daily walks, even though when she's moaning, I don't want yeah. to go for a walk. I don't want to do something like that. <laughs> Why are we go for a walk? So we don't get sick, like Grandpa. You know, we yeah. We try and be as healthy as we can while we're young enough to do something about it. The younger you can get healthier the better. And, you know, and I was discussing with Kaya's mum who's a qualified personal trainer herself and works at gyms in London. You know, she's with Kaya at the moment. They're doing training in the garden, and we're coming up with a program for Kaya. And we're like, look, I said, look, we probably should be getting her to do bits of body weight squatting, maybe some empty bar, or using like a broom handle deadlifts. Just get a form in, plyometric box jumps to increase, you know, those explosive energies, more for, like, as she gets into sport at school, because she's only seven, she's going to be already with, you know, because she always, she she knows she's not the fastest in her class, and she's always going, how can I get faster? So I'm practicing running, but also things like explosive box jumps and things like this. So, you know, it's about, you know, trying to teach as well why we do it. It's not, you know, it's not about looking good, but, you know, Kyle's the one who likes to take me out my posing and everything else mm-hmm. but we also lead as parents by example of course you know, often say this you know i'm training in the gym at home in my vasha kai will come and watch you know some of the staff kids that live on the property will come and watch you know and i, I don't discourage it and i'm against gyms that don't let kids in you know yes they don't have to be doing weights and but we should be encouraging children to be around that environment yeah. and I think more gyms have things like creches with a clear wall where they can look out and see their parents training you know and as parents we owe this to our children to set up good examples not in front of them worry about our body weight and everything else yeah. but teach about the importance of good nutrition the importance of tracking macros and knowing how much we're consuming more from a health standpoint rather than a, an aesthetic standpoint yeah yeah,
0: yeah absolutely and especially now more than ever where so many gadgets and you know screen time has increased and and, a lot of clients have just said it's been so hard during lockdown because all the school now is online and then kids just don't want to go outside as much well and they're not with their friends so they're probably not you know running it around as much so i think it's it's a really important topic
1: structure of the day like it's been good when you know Kyle's now finished school, but when she was yeah. doing school, she you know, in London in the UK she's doing a Kenyan schooling, so she yeah. was getting up at five, starting school at six.
0: Wow.
1: First break time was 8 am, and I was like, yeah. Well, first break time, we're gonna go for a walk for half now." yeah. And that's what we do we go for a walk around the park, or she'd take a scooter or do something. But I said, We're gonna do, and then the park had like pull up bars and stuff, so I'd done pull ups, yeah. <laughs> and they would teach her to do dips, which she calls them daps or dabs, oh, yeah. you know? <laughs> but um. So, we had to doing those and some balance beams and stuff, and then we would come back. But because it's important to break up that sitting down at a laptop or an iPad with some physical activity. Yeah. Yeah, big time.
0: Okay. Question number nine Does whey protein make you sleepy? Uh, can't say I've ever experienced that unless I had it with a load of carbs. Maybe got a carbs. bit of a carb yeah. coma, so I don't know what you have your your protein shake with, and whether or not you feel that sleepy is a bad thing.
1: Yeah. Um, milk. We have that with warm milk because there's stuff in when milk's warmed in the lactose, which will induce sleep. Yeah. Um, but protein alone is normally the opposite; it normally affects sleep. Yeah. Digesting yeah. the protein keeps your body awake.
0: So um, I don't know. I personally yeah. don't, but uh, maybe just check what you've got going uh, into your protein shake. Maybe it's a, it's a higher it's carbs, the carbs or, or something. No. Also,
1: you're just not having it at a tired point of your day. I mean, yeah, I'm you, yeah. but you're actually already tired. and It's only because you sat down. Maybe you're having your protein shake after training and actually it's and not the protein just, that's yeah. making you it tired it as a training.
0: Yeah, yeah. And yeah. 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 oh, that's not necessarily a bad thing if you feel sleepy. No. I don't think yes, do yes, so. Yes, yes. yes. A <laughs> nurse. Okay.
1: Yes, <it> Lovely.
0: <laughs> All right let's question 10 reps counting versus timing which is best and most programs i come across as timed how do i convert them to counted reps i i would personally go for counted reps maybe if you're doing some kind of moderate intensity uh sort of cardio workout then you can do timed intervals but if it's uh any other kind of workout i wouldn't go for 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 timing it um, I think reps are best. It's easier to progress. Um, and you say you come across most programs as timed. I see very few as timed. Maybe the timed ones are more generic. Crossfit. Uh, yeah, or, or or Crossfit. So um, if you want to convert them, I think it'll kind of depend on, say, your your goals and, you know, your program, what you're working, if you want to go into sort of more strength training, um, we would need to know more there.
1: I suppose the only timed sets I use is like when you're doing AMRAPs. Oh, well, AMRAPs, reps yeah, yeah. yeah. Minute, but then you still got meant to log how many reps you do in that yeah. one minute for seconds, yeah. and then next week try and get more reps yeah. with a certain way. But as you said, this, you know, time is. And we occasionally will do like a walking lunge for a minute and every week at fifteen seconds. Yeah. But when you get meant to count your reps to see if you can get more reps, yeah, and, you know, more. But the fact is, being able to count reps is probably way more better tool for progressive overload. Understanding because you can just add the rep or same with weights and sets, and 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 trying to control volumes easier with a reps set ratio. I don't think. If we're doing things timed and we're rushing through our sessions trying to do things flat out all the time, we're gonna get injured. That's well, why. Yes. I think
0: I think it does lend itself to just trying to get you know, if something is timed, automatically I think I must do this as fast as possible. Um, so yeah, I think that's you, you're not necessarily going to get benefits from doing that, You will just turn things into sort of circuit training. Yeah, and
1: all, uh, that's the worry about gyms reopening saying you've only got a wind, uh, an hour window to train in. Is people who don't go in with a plan will find themselves doing that, yeah, going on five minutes on that machine, five minutes on that machine, and not actually having that sort of control over what we are actually doing, rushing through, picking up injuries
2: also i feel like with the way the question is structured it's like most programs i came across are timed and i'm thinking uh, if if it's like on social media most trainers or uh, social media guys who are posting their whole purpose is to make you sweat and just make you feel like you're doing something so the if they can make you work the most you can in less time you'll sweat you know your is it endorphins and you you'll be feeling good and uh, maybe it's well it's not. kind of
0: it's kind of easier, isn't it yeah. so you don't have to progress it you can just be like 45 yeah. seconds work 15 and seconds rest and if you and do you that every week you're not going to change
2: and if it's not in line with your goals it might be hard then there's no system of uh, documenting cuz you're just doing things as fast as you can mm. so yeah
1: it becomes a, a, a circuit yeah. session and mm. you're just and good for fitness but no good for muscular or body composition yeah goals yeah.
2: and then also your body adapts to such stuff your 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 body can't adapt to cardio and endurance training so then again you still need a coach who understands what they're programming for you otherwise you'll just be you know sweating so, uh, yeah sweating your fat away I guess (laughs) or (laughs) hoping 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 to yeah to (laughs) sweat the fat away
0: if you want if you want a good program you can come to one of us
2: yeah yeah true because um uh yeah I'd say reps and even if you're doing timed stuff you know just write down the reps write down the weights um Otherwise, just doing stuff as quick as you can for 15 minutes yeah, might get to a point you're getting injured, your body is adapted to it, so you'll just you'll hit a, a plateau and yep. nothing happens. Yeah,
1: and yeah it's all well and body weight and stuff don't matter, you're not like you get injured, but you're also not, never going to put on any significant muscle. Yeah. You are going to get possibly fitter.
2: Yeah, but yeah,
1: well. If your goal is to mm. get fit, you can get fit, get a skipping rope, go boxing, you know. Mm-hmm. If you want to uh, change your body makeup, you know, increase your muscle mass so you can eat a bit more and burn more calories, then lift weight, your yep. intensity.
2: And count those reps.
1: Yep, every rep
0: counts. Okay, next question. Gentlemen, the importance of TRT, that's testosterone replacement therapy, for men over 40.
1: Well, I've got more of an opinion than Leon, because I am 40 in the month's time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, it's something I've looked at. Um, so, as you get older, from the age of 30, your testosterone starts dropping off at one, 1% a year-ish, on average. I did blood tests last year, and I was still, how old was I, 38? Like, and I had very high testosterone levels. So, I hate to think what they were like when I was younger. But the thing that does elevate is SHBG as you get older. Sex sex hormone binding globulin. So that will bind to free testosterone in the body and prevent you from using it. It it, it binds to estrogen as well. So what we're looking at is the amount of free testosterone moving around your body. And as you get older, that reduces. So even if you've got high natural tests, if your SHBG is elevated... You won't have so much free test available. Now, there is a lot of health benefits to having normal levels of testosterone, including bone density, preventing osteoporosis, preventing depression, preventing um, you know, certain issues as you get older, and then you know, sexual health and libido as well, but there's frailty and these other things that, you know. Chances of injury increasing, tearing things, from because your you know your body's weakening. Now, and you know, weight gain goes out and depression, moodiness. The negative to increased testosterone as you get older is um, prostate cancer. Yeah. So you're, you're weighing up your, your benefits. I think the benefits outweigh the cons to having TRT. I think there's more benefit to standard living.
2: With having
1: your yeah. testosterone levels at a natural level, you know, part of me having a blood test while I'm in the UK is to see, if, you know, and speak to a doctor about do I need to have some testosterone added to my supplementation to get me to a decent level for general health. Yeah. Then maybe you know, who knows? I might take a little bit of extra, and I was looking. Yeah, um, <laughs> you know, but um, yeah, you know, so there is that side of things. I'm yeah, you know, I'm very pro it because. I think, yes, which has prostate cancer is one thing, but what's your quality of life as you get older? Do you want to be a weak old guy who struggles to get the shopping in from the car or you're worried about slipping over and breaking your hip? Or do you want someone who can go out, be someone who can go out, still keep active, enjoy your time with your kids and as you get older, your grandkids... And yeah, you know, I've seen testosterone given to guys already. You know, who like because it's quite, it's still quite new to given to guys who are in their sixties and seventies. Now we suddenly have a sudden upturn in quality of life. Their brain functions better, and everything else. So, I mean, yeah, I know, can you, can you thoughts,
0: do but, it but, yeah. uh, here? Do you know anyone who does that here?
1: No, that's the thing. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. There is, a, there is fertility clinics. Yeah. There's oh, one, at least one fertility clinic. I know that I don't know if they do TRT, but I know they do like help women in Yeah. So yeah. they would be possibly someone worth speaking to because they must have that discussion with the husbands for some of these women yeah. who need to go on IVF because yeah. about sperm motility. And if you are, say, someone, in, a man in their 40s or 50s who has a younger wife... And you are trying for a child, there may be a need to have, you know, to control your testosterone to build, um, to do enough to produce children and you know, sperm motility. You know, there's a knock-on effect if you have too much at your, your natural production of testes stop yeah. functioning and you yeah. produce less sperm. So it is a balancing act. But they would be probably the someone I would speak to.
2: Yeah, I think I think it'd be good for for men because it's like also one of those taboo topics here again you never really hear because men have to be you know macho and strong and they they can't sort of grasp the fact that testosterone will dip which happens so i think that's one also one reason they never sort of inquire or ask because you know you're just trying to be a man's man and it's it's life it's science it's it's well, this natural. is the thing. And yes. I think
1: men yeah. men and women go through a menopause. Women's menopause is sudden because the testosterone... Because it is caused by testosterone yeah. drops in women as well. It's sudden. Yeah. It drops massively and progesterone all over the show. With men, it's gradually over time, but you will reach a point when it's very low. Yeah, yeah. A bit like a woman suddenly having menopause, but there's a lot more help to women having yeah. menopause. And it's... it's, it's HRT, yeah. so... Yeah,
2: because yeah, you you find you know older men who still maybe training, keeping healthy, but very maybe very moody, not motivated, and yeah, it yeah, just might be uh, time for you to look at look for a professional, and you never know, it might might be something as simple as going on TRT, and what? Yeah. So uh,
1: it's, you know, it could be a TRT dose is relatively low, you know. There's injectables where yeah. they will inject you, and, you'll, and it's not the best way to say, where well, I'll give you like a thousand, you know, or 750 uh, mg MGs. of test over every three or four weeks. But that's maybe not the best way of doing it. You know, some of the creams where you do it daily yeah. or you have a patch, because um, what you want to do is try and keep it steady so you're not on a roller patch yeah. test. But, yeah. um, you know, but there's health things like if you put on Southern Put-On Weight, no matter what you're eating and you're being really good and your thyroid function's been affected by low test yeah, and you're know, you not producing enough, because the test is used to produce healthy cholesterol to get rid of the bad cholesterol. Yeah. So you become a high risk of getting a heart attack from lower test levels. Your weight increases. Therefore, you're now creating a situation where your general health is going to be worse
2: affected by having lower tests. Yeah. I think we talked about this in one of the episodes in season one and could just be a good business idea now. Yeah. I hope you're listening, Simon. Uh, (laughs) hope Simon is listening. I mean, I just (laughs) want
0: to ask you both. Like if someone did want to go and get their test checked and maybe look into TRT, if you live here, where, where would you go?
1: Oh yeah, you probably would. I would get the blood test done in Kenya. Yeah. But you know what? Get your blood test done. Take the paperwork. Go on holiday to the states, where TRT clinics in nearly every town.
2: Yeah, or even uh, I think they do online, like consultations.
1: Online pharmacies, you can yeah. do that in the UK. Yeah. Where a doctor will look at your test results and prescribe you something.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, as long as you, you know you got to get a prescription. Um, yeah, you, know, you can speak to doctors. There are. I would be taking a holiday to go do it because it's such a important health benefit long term.
0: Yeah.
1: That I don't think, you know, if you've got prostate cancer that runs in your family, probably avoid it. If you're, you know, you've got no history of that, it's probably worth doing.
0: Okay. Yeah. Good to know. No. Okay. Tft holiday. A Not
2: a bad thing. Oh. Yes, <laughs>
0: yeah, come
1: back. It's more virile. Yeah,
2: true.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah, we'll carry on.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. Question 12. We've only got time for maybe one more. What is the importance of energy balance?
1: Yeah. Everything. Yeah, as I was going to say, it's, <laughs> you know, for body goals, it's your be all and end all, really. It you is. Know, energy it's. Energy versus energy out. It's like, you know, if you want to put on weight, you want to put on muscle, you increase energy in so it's a surplus so you you you've got more energy in than energy out so you get to use it to build like again the rule of thermodynamics is energy is never transferred it's just oh, it's always transferred it's, it's never destroyed lost. Yeah. so yeah. therefore you know you eat more it's got to be it's got to become something yeah, yeah. and if you're training hard it becomes muscle you know and if you're eating less you sweat it out and, you know, becomes, you know, <laughs> yeah. well, yeah. not so much. Sweat yeah. it out but yeah. yeah. you will, you know, metabolize that body fat and use that body fat as energy.
0: Yeah. So it's, it is a simple concept, but people overlook it and try and to overcomplicate yeah. it and go for all these other crazy things. But once you understand the basic principles of energy in, sorry, calories in versus calories out,
2: energy balance... And you are good, and this applies to whether you're keto, vegan, carnivore. Energy yeah. balance is energy balance. Yeah, doesn't. The
1: only thing that matters. Yeah, it is great. for aesthetic goals. It's the only thing that matters. Yeah, yeah, and
0: it was I think our episode one that we talked about it. Episode of this... one,
2: episode three, episode seven. Okay, I'm guessing now, but no, no, it was yeah. episode one. If
0: you want to go back into detail, <laughs> yeah, you... we talked oh, through this. These... Yeah, yeah. Um, but nutrition
2: one hundred and one. Yeah, nutrition yeah.
0: one hundred and one. A good, good episode. Super important to understand, and, and it will really help you achieve yeah, and your goals.
2: I think we go deeper in the second season. <laughs> That's
0: what I said, episode one.
2: No, no, I was season saying episode, also episode one, one.
0: And then season oh, okay. one. Yeah, season
2: one, one. Nutrition one. Nutrition yeah. And then, yeah.
0: Okay. So we've got one more question, and I don't think we'll go into this in too much detail because we're going to do a whole episode with a psychologist on this topic, which is. Mental health and fitness, um, but we can touch on this question. So, last question: uh, depression and its effect on weightlifting. So, I mean, it's interesting the way you've worded that. We can we can view that different ways. I yeah. think the way we'll take it is, I guess, depression and and weightlifting, rather than how depression affects your weightlifting, because that could be. Oh
1: yeah, Mm -hmm. it's it's, it's catchy too. Yeah, if your depression prevents you from keeping to a schedule and ticking boxes, then it's gonna have an effect. Now if it's a vice versa effect, where having a very scheduled approach to things, knowing you've got to get up and tick your boxes and having a goal, that can improve depression. Yeah. I I think there's a lot for mental health and scheduling and having a re- regime regime you know regiment where you've got to keep something it's a bit like we always say if you have a dog that can help with depression and mental health issues because you've got to get up to walk the dog you'll get out yeah. to feed the dog Yeah, yeah. You know, unlike just staying in bed all day you know and yeah because that's the thing with depression you'll want to sleep a lot more yeah. but your quality may not be good you'll sleep during the day, you won't want to get out of bed, you feel lethargic and tired but if you can get yourself up and training, you yeah, know you can affect the hormones in your body in a positive way as well
0: yeah, I w- agreed and I mean uh, we, I think the, the next episode will be, be really interesting d- diving deeper into this topic and I mean all of us in this sort of in this industry, whether it's bodybuilding or just fitness, there are just so many benefits to your mental health of of exercising. Um, and, you know, it can be good, it can be bad. Some people take it to the extreme, so a lot of bodybuilders do that. Um, but in general, it's a positive, a very positive uh, influence.
1: Yeah. I know personally from my own experience, It helped me with PTSD over the years. Yeah. At different times when I struggled, like... And the more I get into my training, just having that ability now to to switch stress on and off yeah. around the gym environment really helps because mm-hmm. I can actually, I'm learning to recover more and look after myself and putting, prioritizing my health over, say, enjoyment with friends and things is in like, you know, I'd rather not drink nowadays and sit at home and, you know, because then and increase my healthy habits which then have a knock on effect of everything else as well yeah Yeah. Yeah,
0: I agree well I think that's all we have time for this week and so thank you to everyone again for sending in questions and we will be back next week talking all about mental health and fitness so if you do have any questions on that as always yeah. just send them to me or andy don't worry about sending them <laughs> to Leon. <laughs> i've got enough on
1: this plate growing his cheeks
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah, know, yeah. he's yeah. very busy he's very busy so <laughs> i don't
2: know <laughs> he just stores
1: all his extra muscle in his cheeks <laughs> it's
2: like cheekbones i know i am <laughs> round, round, round face i'll look for a name yeah Mr. Roundface. Yeah.
1: This is what happens with energy balance. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah exactly. We're polar opposites. I'm all pointy and angular. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I split my skin on my cheeks if um, I'm not careful. Yeah. But uh, there's Leon with like a beach ball head. Yeah,
2: I'm the lucky they go ball. to my cheeks though. It's it's, it's fine.
1: And you said yeah. you've got ten pounds to lose yeah. still? Um, actually, we're doing fine now. I'm um, looking at doing, well, actually, I've lost quite a bit this week, so I'm probably about five pounds off from stopping and going into repound. Yeah. So maybe this might be my last week of dieting now. Ooh, yeah, we've gone, yeah, we've done it quite well. as There's, there's yeah. been diet breaks because of, like, the traveling and stuff. Yeah. So I've actually retained quite a lot of muscle, yeah. as in the problem with being natural when you start dieting over long periods, you do lose
2: quite a bit of uh, yeah. muscle,
1: especially if they have been training at home. Yeah. You know like when i first got to uk it wasn't much weight knocking around for me so i maintained that but actually having a couple of diet breaks has probably kept me in slightly better shape than I mean, just, than like, just yeah,
0: doing a straight yeah yeah no, interesting okay thanks for listening
2: all